0: Hello, welcome, and thanks for checking in today to No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. I'm an Airbnb ambassador and 17 time superhost, and I've hosted over 1,000 reservations. I'm a stay at home mom of two under two and manage my eight listings remotely. My mission is to help new and experienced vacation rental hosts turn their listings into fully booked profitable properties that can be managed from anywhere so you too can have no vacancies. If that sounds good to you, let's get right into the show. Before we jump into today's episode, who remembers episode 40 with realtor Tyler Kuhn of Savvy Realty in the North Carolina market. We talked about how to find the perfect market for your short-term rental, And we also talked about why it's important to work with realtors who understand the short-term rental industry and are co-hosts and hosts themselves when you're making your STR purchase. This team knows what it takes to turn a simple property purchase into a big investment without wasting time or resources along the way. So if you are just trying to flip a house, rent out your home, or turn a brand new property into a profitable business, Savvy Realty is the team to help you do it. Tyler and the team are gonna look at more than just the specs of the home and number of bedrooms and bathrooms, but is this a property that is likely to get booked by guests? How's it gonna do? How are reviews gonna be? What's the regulation about short-term rentals in the area? Is there an HOA or CCNRs to look out for? Truly with a purchase this big, you just want to make sure that you have the experts there holding your hand along the way. Follow the link in the show notes to book a call with a Savvy Realty agent today so that you know your next STR purchase is backed by a realtor who is a host themselves and knows what to look for. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. Today, I've got a solo episode in store for you. There is no guest. It is just me sitting alone here with my microphone. And today's episode is all about spring cleaning. Spring is upon us. It's finally here. And I think most of us incorporate some sort of spring cleaning ritual into our own homes. But I thought, let's take that and put it to our Airbnbs for so many rentals out there if not the majority summer is peak season and this is the perfect time to get in there and do a deep clean of your place get into all those nooks and crannies that you know your cleaner is not getting between every single reservation and really tighten things up and make your place looking perfectly sharp and crisp before your peak season starts Uh, If spring is a busy season for you, I know places like Joshua Tree or Palm Springs or anywhere in the desert, spring and fall are your busy seasons and summer is where it will slow down. Obviously, adjust this based on your market. I'm not going to tell you to go block off like four days in your listing during peak season. So um, use the term spring cleaning loosely and you can apply this whenever makes sense for you. But either way, I think it's a good way to get in there and do a deep cleaning And again, please note, this episode is about deep cleanings. This is the things that are not getting covered during every single back-to-back cleaning. Uh, The things I'm about to list should not be expected of your cleaner on every single clean. Um, If they are, prepare to pay a lot more. That's all I'll say. So be reasonable with your expectations for your cleaner. You should have a standard list for them, things that they can actually perform between checkout and check-in. And this is just that extra stuff that kind of gets left behind and that you need to come in once a quarter, twice a year, once a year at absolute minimum. So that is what we're covering today. So let's go ahead and jump into the 22 things that you need to do for your spring cleaning for your Airbnb. The first thing I wanna say, when it comes to spring cleaning your place, doing your deep clean, whether it's you or whether it's a cleaner that you hire and you're giving them this list of things to look out for, I highly recommend, tell the person who's doing the cleaning to get in the mindset of the guest, actually. Use the space like a guest would. So when you are cleaning the shower, physically get inside the shower. I'm telling you, I know that like sometimes we just stand on the edge and kind of lean over to spray everything down and like hose it down actually get in the shower because I can't tell you how many times getting in has made me see a different perspective. Instead of just cleaning the toilet, literally sit on the toilet, okay? Sit on the toilet. I know that we just breeze through our places when we're there in cleaning mode. Sit on the toilet and look around. Look down. Imagine your guest sitting on the toilet for 5, 10, 15 minutes, okay? I don't know how long your guests are sitting on the toilet. Imagine that. What do they start looking at straight ahead of you? Is that wall clean? Does it have any scuffs on it? Do you start looking down to your right where your shower curtain is or your shower track door? Is there mildew or anything funky growing in there? Um, Look to your left where, you know, your cabinet might be. Is there anything dripping down your cabinet? Any any watermarks or anything? Really get in the mind of how your guest is using the space. Don't just clean around the bed and make the bed. Lay in bed. Literally lay on the bed. Look up at the ceiling. Look up at the crown molding look in the corners. Are there cobwebs there that you don't see when you're just walking in and standing, but once you suddenly lie down and you're looking at things from a different angle, you're noticing different stuff like that. Uh, Maybe you'll reach over and try to grab a charger or an outlet and realize it's out of reach. So I really just recommend uh, sit sit in your space like a guest. I remember one time I sat at the counter in one of our listings. Hadn't sat at the counter in, I'm not even kidding, probably like two years because we just started handling it remotely and when I would come into the property I would just help really quickly cleaning if my cleaner came in she wasn't taking the time to sit at the counter right she would just kind of come in and clean everything quickly and one time when I sat at the counter I could see the pendants I was sitting low enough to where I could see up at into our hanging pendants and there were literally like dead bugs in the lights and I mean, they weren't, you know, you weren't like touching them. It wasn't like a sanitary issue. Like there was just like dead pests everywhere. But you could see at the bottom of the light bulb, dead bugs in there. That is gross. Okay. And and that's just something that if you're just standing at eye level, you might not notice. So sit down at these things, actually take the time to sit there and look at the place through a guest perspective to get a different eye. Now let's jump in through these 22 items that I've got for you. So number one, during your spring cleaning, go replace your air filters. Take some measurements of what you need. Bring that with you when you go to your property and replace your air filters. It's super easy to do. Uh, Even like the least handy tech person can do this. I promise you literally pop it out, throw out the old one, put in the new one, and I promise you'll be so grossed out at what they look like before if you haven't done this in a while. On that note, number two, vents. Kitchen, dryer, fridge, all of your vents are attracting so much dust. They literally are sucking things into them and they have nasty stuff in there, okay? So take your kitchen, when you've got your vent, your hood above the stove, pop that out there's probably grease and stuff on there it's probably super sticky pop that out and give it a good rinse don't use soap here okay literally just spray it down with the hottest water setting that you can get from your faucet and then let it air dry and then pop it back in don't use soap um with your fridge underneath at the bottom of your fridge i'm sure that your cleaner is wiping the inside of your fridge already and the front of your fridge every time at the bottom where the air comes in wipe that that part is usually super super gross and tons of dust lives on there so get in there and actually wipe that down your dryer if you are having issues with your dryer maybe working a little bit slowly or less efficiently you should be cleaning out the lint collector in your dryer between every single load of laundry or at least between every single cleaning But I'm talking about the actual vent that the dryer blows, the exhaust from your dryer out of the house, out of the property. Clean that out. Go in and snake that. Get all of the lint and dust out of there. We had an issue a couple years ago where we had a dryer. One of them was working really, really slowly, and my cleaner was actually asking us to buy a new dryer because she just thought that it was failing on us. We called an appliance guy in who literally said you just have too much built up lint here. Cleared it out and it's running fine. So that's just a good practice. It's also a fire hazard. So get in there and clear that whole thing out. Number three, your appliances. Not only should you clean out your dishwasher, oven, and fridge, actually clean those appliances out, like do a deep, deep clean. You should also move them out of the way and clean behind them. So roll your fridge out of the way if you can. Get all the crumbs and everything behind it. Um, Same with your oven. Usually on the sides of your oven, there's like a ton of crumbs and stuff like that. Move that out if you can. Um, Clean your dishwasher. It's not something that you're probably doing between every single reservation, but run a super hot cycle with vinegar in there. That helps a ton. Ovens have self-cleaning cycles, but they take hours to run, and they have to run at a super, super hot temperature to basically cook all the grease and everything on there to to a crisp cook it turn it into ash basically it's like an incinerator and then you'll go in and you can wipe that away really easily that self-cleaning cycle in the oven takes hours to run so make it a priority carve out a day it's not something you're doing between every reservation but take the time to do that so clean those major appliances and move them out and clean behind them number four empty out your kitchen drawers and vacuum in there There are so many times where guests or even you yourself, you know, will just be wiping your counter off or something and little crumbs are getting into your kitchen drawers. And yes, you're washing your dishes and your silverware before you put them back into the kitchen drawers, but I guarantee there are little crummies and crusties and just not the cutest stuff living inside of those drawers. This is the time, open up all the drawers, take out everything. Also, while you're at it, you can recount all your inventory, make sure that you still have enough forks, enough spoons, enough salad plates, enough cups, everything. Empty everything out. Get in there. Really wipe down all your cabinets inside. Wipe down your pantry shelves. Vacuum inside of the drawers. Suck up all the crumbs. Um, If you need to, replace contact paper um, under your sink if there was any water damage or dripping or any cleaning solutions that spilled. Take the time, really wipe it down. Um, If you don't have contact paper currently, lay some in there. It is a lifesaver in the future for not actually damaging your cabinets, but just that peel and stick paper that you can always remove and really get in there. Take inventory of things while it's all out and then put it back nice and fresh and clean. Number five, let's move on to bathrooms. Bath mats. If any of you have the type of bath mat that you don't wash between every single guest... This is the time to deep clean that, okay? The ones I'm talking about are the ones that have like the stiff, like silicone rubbery non-slip grip at the bottom. I personally hate those for Airbnbs because I just know that they are not getting washed every single time. And also you are not supposed to wash those on a sanitary cycle because it ruins the non-slip grip. So if you have those, this is the time to do a deep clean. Better yet, replace them. Take them and toss them and just get towels as your bath mats, the same kind that you have in hotels that when you come, they are hung over the tub and you can lay it out and you know that it's perfectly clean and washed between every use. Just get those. I hate traditional bath mats in Airbnb listings. So if you have that, make a point to actually wash it this time. Better yet, just replace it with a regular hotel-like bath mat towel. Number six, showers. Your grout time to get in there and polish up that grout if you have white grout in there I'm sure it is not looking its best right now get in there with some grout cleaner and a toothbrush yes this is tedious yes it's a pain in the ass yes it will make you never want to put white grout in any bathroom ever again in your life as long as you live but you got to do it so get in there get in there with the grout cleaner and a toothbrush tidy up and freshen that grout If you have shower curtains, take the shower curtains off, wash them on a sanitary cycle. Clean it all up, freshen everything up. Uh, If you have shower doors, get that glass sparkling clean right now and look in the shower door tracks if you need to spray some bleach in there or anything and just really kill any mildew or mold that might be growing in there and just make all the silicone that is securing that whole shower door track if that needs to be just peeled off and replaced, do it. That needs to be looking perfectly clean and crisp. Number seven, your shower heads and faucets. You guys know that those always tend to get that white cast around them, that hard water buildup, that calcium buildup. Uh, what you can do is take a Ziploc bag, put in white vinegar, and literally tie it around the faucet with a rubber band around the shower head or the faucet with a rubber band let that soak when you walk into your listing make that be the very first thing that you do for your deep clean and let that soak Let it take a few hours, do the other things, and then come back to it and come in with like a little light brush or a toothbrush or just something soft bristled so you're not scratching up the actual metal on the shower head or faucet, but get in there and start to work out some of that buildup. And hopefully if everything was soaking in vinegar for a couple hours, that should make it easier. But we don't want any white, crusty hard water on there. Number eight, snake your drains. It is so nasty. I know. I dread snaking your drains. You guys, you've got so many guests in there with all sorts of hair situations. Thick hair, thin hair, curly hair, straight hair, dark hair, blonde hair, ginger hair. There is so much hair in there just building up, making the shower drain slower. It's just it's time. Go snake your drains. And if you did it two months ago, just go do it again. It's it doesn't hurt. The sooner you tackle this, the better. Um, you can also pour Drano. I have heard I uh, look, I love Drano, but I've heard from some plumbers that it's not the best to use that over and over. So if you're able to just snake the hair out of the drain instead, um, that's that's a better solution. Drano is your last resort if you really can't get the clog out, okay? Go snake your drains. I wish you luck. Plug your nose while you do it. Don't look at the clump that comes out. Just wear gloves. Close your eyes, throw it in the throw it in the trash can and never look at it again. Okay, number nine, we are moving out of the bathroom and back into our main living space. Number nine, move all your large furniture and clean behind and under it. Uh, The crumbs and stuff that's under the couch that your cleaner just doesn't get to every single time because they're not moving the couch or the bed or the dresser. Move all of that vacuum under there mop under there, Swift under there, and make it look super fresh underneath everything. Uh, number 10, open up all the things that got closed. So I'm talking sleeper sofas. If your cleaner is walking into places and your last guest was nice enough to close the sleeper sofa and put it back, this is the time. Open it, let it breathe, see what's going on there. Pack-in plays. If you're providing pack-in plays for your guests and your guests are packing those up before they leave your cleaner might not even be wiping those between every use. Get in there, open it, see if there's spit up or baby food or anything that you need to wipe off. Uh, What else? Board games. Maybe that's one where there's just a shelf, a closet full of board games and they get put away by guests and your cleaner never takes the time to open them. Open them up, make sure there's no like food or anything nasty or even missing pieces or just things mixed up if you need to order new games, just refresh that whole situation. So open up those things, sleeper sofas, pack and plays, all of those things that might be getting closed between guests that don't really get checked on because they're out of sight, out of mind. Open them, take inventory, check what's going on. Number 11, wash pillows and duvets. I'm not talking pillow covers, pillowcases, duvet covers, your sheets. That should be washed every time. I'm talking the actual pillow and the duvet itself. You don't need to wash that between every single reservation. That is way too much laundry and takes way too much time. But if you're going to go do a spring cleaning, wash the actual pillows themselves. Wash the whole duvet itself. Um, If you don't have a washer or dryer big enough, make time to go to a laundromat to do it. But take the time to actually wash all of these things. Twelve, lift your mattress. If you have a mattress that needs to be flipped... Take time, go flip your mattress, lift your mattress, and see what's hiding under there. You guys, one time, me and my mom were doing a deep spring cleaning of our listing, and we lifted the mattress and freaking found that underneath it, right there with the bed frame, under the mattress, there was a... Oh, I'm embarrassed to say this. Uh, There was a a used condom wrapper, not the condom, okay, just the wrapper, condom wrapper, and a black lacy thong. I don't know if the thong was dirty. I didn't look at it close enough to know. Thank God it was me and my mom who found it and just threw it away. But if a guest had found that, I would have been so mortified. Okay, lift your mattress, lift that whole thing up, flip it over if you need to, Wash your mattress. There is actually a way to wash your mattress. Um, I you basically pour baking soda on it, spray it down and then kind of vacuum it up. I can post a link to an article on how to clean your mattress here. Um, But clean the mattress, just get everything feeling more fresh. Um, Even if there's no like pee or yellow stains on it or anything, lucky you as a host, but just you just want to refresh all of this stuff. That's really what this is for uh lift the mattress, clean out anything that's under there, vacuum any crumbs or anything that may have gotten between the sides of the mattress and under the bed frame or anything like that and clean your mattress off. 13 wash all of your backup linens. This is one if you're in your super busy season and you've got a closet full of backup linens, chances are those are all getting used and washed once or twice a month, right? If your cleaner is Cycling through and taking out a clean set from the closet and then washing the dirty set, putting that clean set out. Um, Most likely, if it's your busy season, all of your backup sets are getting regular use. But if you're coming out of a slow season or winter is slow for you, I know for us when it's slower, my cleaner just takes what was used Uh, walks into the place takes what we've used and will wait on site to do the laundry rather than grabbing the backup set they'll just they'll just hang around if they're not in a huge rush and use that and what that means is that I might go like three months or so with the backup set sitting in the closet not getting used at all if that's the case with you take out those backup linens towels sheets bedding whatever it is pool towels bath towels take it all and give it a good wash uh, if it hasn't been used in a few months, it's gonna feel stale and not fresh, and you you just want to refresh all of that. Anything that's been sitting in the closet for that long, just just launder it, just refresh it all so that it's not attracting moths or anything like that. Number fourteen: rugs and upholstered furniture. This is the time if you do not already have an upholstery vacuum cleaner, go ahead and rent one from Lowe's or Home Depot, bring it in and really get in there with all of your rugs and upholstered material. If you have carpet, oh, I feel for you. You're going to see some shit when you see the dirty water (laughs) that comes out of your your carpet vacuum, your upholster vacuum uh. When you see that dirty water, oh, I feel for you. Hang in there. Anyone with carpet, my prayers are with you right now. For the rest of us, uh, use this on rugs, any upholstered furniture you have. Great place to use it is outdoor cushions as well. Any outdoor furniture you have, take it over there. Next up, number 15, is your windows, window tracks, and window screens. If you've got a huge house a couple stories or maybe an A-frame with an entire wall that is just all windows, I would highly suggest taking the time, making the expense, making the investment to hire a window cleaner. I know that this can be costly when you add up all of the windows that you've got, but especially if you are the type of property that has literally a full wall of windows or something, I'm thinking those A-frames that sometimes have an entire floor-to-ceiling window, Sometimes when you look at them, you don't realize that they've gotten dirty because gradually over time, it's just you get desensitized to it. After you get it professionally cleaned, you will wonder how you went that long without cleaning it. So please, if it's been a hot minute since you've had your windows professionally cleaned, do it. If you want to pull out the ladder and do it yourself, do that too. But I'm telling you, get up there to those higher windows. Even if you down from the first level look up and you have really high ceilings and they don't look that bad if it's been a while, they're bad. Do it. The difference will be amazing. You'll see how much light comes through there. So schedule that window cleaning. Get in all of your window tracks. This is notoriously an area where so much dust and grime builds up. Uh, I really like having just a handheld vacuum for this or a vacuum with an extension nozzle and one of those smaller attachments that can just get in along the window track and get all the dust there. And I also love, I will link this below, but I love using a putty or a goo to get in there too. And Amazon sells these for cheap and you can literally just take that goo or that putty and like roll it through the nooks and crannies and crevices of window tracks. And most of them, you can rinse them off after and reuse them. They don't lose their stickiness or anything, but you just get all the dust and the little crummies off. So I love a tool like that for this. When it comes to window screens, my favorite way to clean window screens is literally take a brush from a brush and dustpan set, just a handheld little brush like that, and detach your screens and just just brush that over the screens front and back. Uh, it is the best tool i found. Water, I just feel like, I don't know, it's overkill, and then you gotta lay all of the screens out to, to dry them. You don't wanna spray any solution in there or get paper towels there or start wiping because then it leaves lint behind in the screens. Literally just take a brush from a brush and dust pan set, dust those screens front and back, pop them off, dust them front and back. That is my favorite way to clean screens. Next up, number 16, hose down your trash cans. I know it's gross. You're dreading it. But, you know, maybe in your own house when when you take out the trash, you tie it off neatly in the kitchen you tie off that trash bag perfectly nice you double knot it and then you throw it in the trash can and and it's clean and you and you roll it out to the curb very nicely your guests aren't doing that they don't care i'm sorry to tell you your guests have probably just after making breakfast cracked open eggs, threw them in the carton, and then threw the whole carton in the trash, okay? Guests are nasty with the trash cans. There's probably gook and grime and stickiness just dripping down the sides of the trash cans. Take the time after trash day, when they're perfectly empty, after the trash is collected, come to the property, hose them down, really get them nice and shiny again. It's just the way, if guests can see how you treat your trash cans... How impressed will they be with the cleanliness of the rest of the home? What a good impression is that to set? It's a subconscious thing, but if guests see how clean your trash cans look, how clean are they going to imagine that the rest of the home is? Take the time. I know it's a nasty job. Just get in there and do it. Power hose them down. Wipe them clean. Next up is the barbecue and grill. If you have a barbecue or a grill outside, hopefully your guests are scraping off the food and cleaning it between each use while it's still hot. You know, hopefully they're exercising proper barbecue grill etiquette. But I'm also referring to just wiping up around it and under it. Dump the grease tray that's there. Even if guests are really polite about cleaning the the grill off itself, you could have grease or something or just stickiness all around the barbecue itself. Um, Underneath it, I know that if that little grease tray tips at all while people are cooking, you could get a buildup of grease underneath the grill itself. So go in there. Use some sort of degreaser or solvent to melt all of that down, soften it and wipe it away and just kind of tidy up how the barbecue looks as a whole. Number 18, get cobwebs down. This refers to both inside and outside the house. Um, Outside, of course, get in the eaves under your roof and everything um, around the front porch, especially anywhere where you've got lights. I really recommend if you're here for the full day doing a full deep clean of your property, or hired someone to do it ask them to turn on the lights at night time when it's dark because that really tends to illuminate cobwebs i've noticed that i might not catch them in the day but at night when my front uh front porch light kicks on with the automatic motion sense all of a sudden i can see certain cobwebs that started forming up above the light or something so look at it during different times of the day to really see everything If inside, if you've got, you know, an A-frame like we mentioned or something with a loft or really high ceilings, hire someone or get on a ladder or get a really, really long brush and get all the cobwebs down from all the tippy top corners of inside the property as well. Number 19, dust around your Wi-Fi center. I have noticed that wherever there tends to be a hub of cords, it is a magnet for dust. Dust bunnies just get so tangled in amongst the cords there and the vacuum never goes over it somehow. Take the time to detangle those cords and wipe down each one and just get all of the dust from there. For some reason, Wi-Fi centers, Wi-Fi hubs, anywhere with cords tends to be a huge magnet for dust bunnies. Number twenty. Oh, you guys, this one is my personal pet peeve. This is actually one that your cleaner should be doing every single time, but if it is getting overlooked, fix it today and moving forward, add it to the every single time list. Number 20 is my personal pet peeve open your guidebook and wipe down the pages. If you have a copy of a physical guidebook in your property, I know, guests look at it and then they close it and your cleaner just whizzes through. She wipes the coffee table, maybe wipes the cover of the guidebook and sets it back and that's it. I have stayed as a guest at other Airbnbs and what do I do? The first thing I do is open up the guidebook to see what's the Wi-Fi, you know, where can I park, what are the checkout procedures, all of that. First thing I do when I open it is just see on the laminated pages or the plastic page inserts how crusty... nasty it is on there people have greasy fingers they are opening the guidebook and flipping through while eating I don't even know chicken drumsticks or ribs or something like these guidebooks are nasty you guys and so many hosts don't even think to look there because they just walk in when when the guests are gone and they've closed the guidebook they're done with it and they just quickly wipe through just wipe wipe the cover of it and the and the coffee table and that's it take the time to go through open every single page wipe every single page protector if you need to come with backup page protectors and just replace them swap out the pages in there and replace them just buy a new guidebook and get it freshly laminated whatever it is but guidebook pages get nasty and that is one of the easiest things to clean but also one of the most important that is literally the first thing your guests are looking at when they check in. So this one is a personal pet peeve of mine. I put it on the deep clean category here. But this should be added to your every single cleaning checklist. Let your cleaner know if they're not already to be opening that guidebook and literally wipe down every single page between every single guest. Number 21, remote controls and light switches and doorknobs have a sanitizing spray a sanitizing wipe go through wipe those down remote controls light switches doorknobs anything that's high traffic area high touch point um you could even add the keypad to your front door lock Uh, i'm trying to think what else um uh handrails or anything um that you hold on to going up and down your stairs anything like that if you've got a shower safety bar wipe that down anything high traffic touch point make sure that those are getting a sanitizing wipe and that again should honestly be between every single reservation not just your deep cleans and lastly touch up paint around the doorknobs walls light switches kitchen backsplash baseboards Go through with your interior paint color. If you've got multiple paints in different rooms, grab small sample sizes of those, come in with a brush and touch up the paint around it. One thing I've noticed is that at these high traffic areas, light switches, for example, a lot of times around the switch itself, People will end up touching the wall inadvertently. People just bump into it or in the dark, they're fumbling around and feeling. And over time, those areas around the light switches, around doorknobs, they can just end up looking not not the best. If you've got white paint, especially, you'll start to notice around there that it looks a little bit dirtier. Come in with just a small sample size of your interior paint color. Go around with a brush and just touch up the area around your doorknobs and your light switches. It will make a difference, I promise. Again, it's one of those things like the windows where you get a little desensitized to it over time, but as soon as you paint it, you will see the difference. Uh, I would also touch up paint along your baseboards. That tends to be an area that gets scuffed up super duper easily. Um, Also consider around your front door or any doors, especially if you're pet friendly, you might have pets that are kind of scratching at the bottom of the doors. So touch up the paint on the lower half of any of your doors that you need to. And another one, touch up paint around your kitchen backsplash or around your kitchen vent or hood. Uh, that tends to be another area where grease just kind of sprays on over time and it can start to look a little bit yellowy or dingy. Bring in your kitchen paint color and touch up the paint all through there. And that is it, you guys. We just breezed through 22 areas that you need to touch up in your listing. I have four more things here. These are not cleaning items, but four more things that I think you should pay attention to while you're there checking up on your property. So let's breeze through these. I didn't include them in this original list, but four other things to pay attention to when you do your spring cleaning. Uh, Number one, check the expiration on your fire extinguisher, test batteries in your carbon monoxide and smoke alarms. Go through, take the time to do it. In my case, uh, we have an annual inspection that is required in order to maintain a vacation rental permit in my area and having a up-to-date fire extinguisher operating carbon monoxide and operating smoke alarm. Those are requirements. So those get checked every single year by my city. But if you are hosting in an area where that's not checked every year, make a point, write it in your calendar or something every year when you're going to check on those things and make sure that those three are all working. Number two, Bring a hex wrench or a drill, a power drill, uh, a handheld screw driver, whatever it is. Bring a little toolkit with you when you come. Um, As you're cleaning through your property, you will find certain furniture legs are loose. Um, You know, the dining chair leg came loose or the dining table, whatever it might be. Um, sometimes like light switches the uh, little casing I don't know what it's called the plate that the that houses the light switch might start to loosen a little bit on the wall so bring a drill a handheld screwdriver a hex wrench or anything like that an allen wrench have a little toolkit with you and go around and tighten things up as you need number three sharpen your knife set Uh, We just talked about this when we had Nick from Proper Insurance on. This is a huge pet peeve of so many travelers is dull knives. Bring up a knife sharpener with you. You can buy them for like 15 bucks on Amazon and they'll sharpen your knives in minutes. You might even want to just leave it at the property, but at the very least, come up and take the time to sharpen all of your knives. And number four, restock your first aid kit. I know most of us are very good about having the first aid kit to start and having that there as a resource, but think about how many guests you may have had who scraped themselves or cut themselves, didn't even tell you about it, just found the first aid kit, grabbed a band-aid from there or whatever it is, and put it back without saying anything. And if you were not regularly checking the inventory on your first aid kit... You could be advertising that you have one, thinking you have one, and then one guest finally goes to use it and says, hey, where are all of the disinfectant wipes and gauze and band-aids? There's there's nothing in here. It's all been used. So go ahead and take a few minutes to check the inventory of that. Honestly, first aid kits, you can get them for 10 bucks on Amazon. I would just buy like three more and put them in your supply closet so that you always have backup if somebody ever gets injured on your property. I don't want to risk that, you know, I it slipped our mind to restock the first aid kit. Have a few, have them as backup in your supply closet. So that is everything, you guys. I hope that you found this list useful. I know that was a lot of items we just covered and breezed through very quickly. So if you were not taking notes or you are driving or something, do not worry. Go to the show notes below and you can click through and head over to my website where there is an entire list An entire checklist to follow of everything that we laid out today. I would love to know if you are now inspired to go do a deep spring cleaning of your listing, which of these things you'll be tackling first, which of these you know you are guilty of not cleaning and not being the best at. And uh, let me know. Go tag me in your stories when you go clean out your place and do your deep spring cleaning. And finally, for this week's Am I the Airbnb Hole Oh, you guys, I feel so much for this poor host. Uh, She posted something on a Facebook group and I'm going to read to you what she shared and it just breaks my heart. She said, haven't gotten any bookings for a whole full month. Now I get one and this is what I get. Sigh, dot, dot, dot. So she attached a couple screenshots. I had to go see what's wrong? This should be great news, right? No bookings in a full month. Now she gets one. What happened? This is what happened. The person booked and just said, April 19, noon. So just saying the date and when they're coming. Okay, I know all of us who have been hosting for a while. Our spidey senses are up. Red flags. That's a very like weird message you don't want to get April 19 noon is noon even her check-in time I highly doubt it it's probably 3 or 4 p.m. so we're not loving this okay here's where it gets good all right their reviews they have an overall rating of 1. 1.5 one star in the cleanliness category three stars in house rules and one star in communication and their one review from a past host says this group was extremely inconsiderate to our home and they left garbage everywhere short and sweet so yeah this poor host um I oh I feel for her I can imagine the high you get after not having any bookings and then finally an inquiry comes get a booking and that's it The comments, though, are really where I take my issue. Most of the comments told her to take the booking. Most of them were saying something is better than nothing. Are you guys out of your mind? Who are these people commenting this? Something is better than nothing. Uh, No, I don't think so. If this reservation is going to cost her more money, which it looks like it will, if you're going to have to pay your cleaner extra, spend more time, use a ton of supplies on them, use more cleaning products, this reservation is going to cost her more time than it's worth. We don't even know if they're going to damage things, sneak in more people, break her rules. No, something is not better than nothing, okay? Um, If you're lonely and you really want to, you know, cuddle, and 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 a lion offers to cuddle with you. Would you just say, oh, well, something is better than nothing. Yeah, I guess I'll cuddle with a lion. No. Okay, something is not better than nothing. If you were craving frozen yogurt and somebody offers to you froyo that has been expired for three months, would you be like, well, something is better than nothing? No. Okay? That is the stupidest mentality I've ever heard. Something is not better than nothing in some cases. Okay? So... To the host, I really feel for you. To these guests, you guys are obviously Airbnb holes. Um, Why did you treat that other listing that way? To the previous host, thank you and God bless you for leaving an accurate review. Hosting karma is a real thing and you will be rewarded for your accuracy and leaving honest, transparent reviews. And to the people in the comments who are telling her something is better than nothing, you are all Airbnb holes. No 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 you are wrong to this host I hope that you declined them or got them canceled Um, if you didn't call Airbnb and just tell them you were uncomfortable with the reservation and they will cancel for you penalty free do not host these people I don't care if you haven't gotten booked in a month it is not worth it and with that it is now checkout time thanks for listening and I'll see you back here next week Lastly, as Airbnb hosts, we all can appreciate a good five-star review, so you already know a great review on this podcast would mean so much to me. Please subscribe, review, share, and connect with me in the show notes below. Bye!